she's alive. Alive! Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. Welcome. I'm Ellie. Wow. Are you really, though? Because your voice is disgusting. <laughs> I'm Grace, by the way. Sorry. I didn't mean to be such a dick. I sound amazing. I've been really sick. I've had a sinus infection because beginning of the school year. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, my kid was just home for three days. It was real fun. The plague is going around. I feel like there's at least like two or three a year that just wipe everybody out. <laughs> And everyone's just like, hi, I'm Samantha. I smoke seven packs a day. Yeah. That's what ends up happening. But I'm here and... Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the back, to the back, to the ghoul gang. <laughs> to... Never mind. I We're was going to do something real stupid. <laughs> We're in a different recording location today, so... Yeah. Ellie has a... Oh. Open nay, room. Nay, we call it a recording room? Yeah, so we're really excited. We've set up like a recording room in my apartment, and we're really excited about it. Well, I shouldn't say my apartment, our apartment, my apartment. Oh, uh, because Ellie and her partner now live together. Oh, congrats! We moved in together after almost a year of dating, which is like really fast for some people, but like lesbians. Um, uh, you need to speak in your normal voice, because... <laughs> nobody's going to be able to understand what you're no, saying. they sure aren't. And nobody can understand what I'm saying, like, regularly, so I should probably try. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, let us know how the sound quality is. We'll, um, we tried to put as much furniture in here as possible so that it yeah. sounds pretty good. And so we put some yoga mats down. We threw some <laughs> pillows in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's going to help at all, but hey. No, I think it's... I think it sounds great. Okay, so, good. Um, I do have a lead-in question for you. Boop, boop. And I'm very excited about it. If. Oh, God. How do I phrase this? If you, not necessarily, okay, yeah, you killed the person. Okay, so let's say you killed someone. Um, how and where would you hide the body? Well, first of all, I wouldn't hide it. I would dispose of it. There you go. Let's get into it, bitch. Go! (laughs) And I think I'd do a Jeffrey Dahmer, Walter White, where you just get one of those bins and fill it full of acid. And just, yeah. Dissolve them. Like in, um... pour it in a... Somewhere... I don't know. Pour it in... The lake, because it's not polluted enough. (laughs) Um, Right. It's just the most pragmatic way to do it. It is. It was in, like, um... What's it called? Breaking Bad. Yes, and 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes. Yep, Yep, exactly right. Yes. So that was my question. I don't, I'd probably eat it. Eat it? I'm totally fucking kidding. I was like, you don't even eat meat. No, I wouldn't. I would never. If I had to eat an animal to survive, I'd starve. Um, but that's a bold statement. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on It's a, a bold statement. I'll tell you right now, I'd probably eat meat to survive other than a pig. If the choice was a pig or me, I'd pick the pig. The pig would live. Really? Yeah. I can't eat pigs. Okay. I just... What if it was disguised as something else? I don't know. Maybe if... This is good to know in case we ever go camping and things go awry. That's true. It's true. <laughs> things would get really out of control. First of all, I'd never go camping. Why not? Because I have OCD. So what? Oh, ticks. Ticks. Right. Yeah, I have a really big fear of ticks. It's kind of a weird one. It's an no, irrational fear. It's an irrational, but also not irrational. Well, because everyone's talking about chronic Lyme disease mm-hmm. and it's like really scary. And it's also... But it's rare. So it is a, it is irrational, to be fair. But... I um I think you're right. I think acid might be the way to go. Yeah. But the thing is, you'd have to get a tub big enough to fit the body if you're not comfortable cutting it up. Oh, I would cut it up. Oh God! Like <laughs> I'm like I'm using all these references, but in cult when he's just like cutting up his like mm, bosses. And, yeah. And what's her face walks in in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my leading question. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Uh wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I thought we'd try and make it as like spooky as possible because we're coming up, you know, on Halloween. Uh-huh. And speaking of Halloweeners, 
we're going to talk about a couple of, depending on what you believe, mm-hmm. either amazing paranormal researchers or the biggest cons on the planet, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Exactly right. I was going to say, they're either American heroes or worms. American zeros. <laughs> that was so bad. It's good. I know. I love it. Okay. Um, well, if you don't know who Ed and Lorraine Warren are, um, they are American paranormal investigators. And if you're not sure what a paranormal investigator is, it is basically someone who hunts ghosts. It's a fancy term for a ghost hunter. If people who who listen to this podcast don't know what a paranormal investigator are, they probably shouldn't be listening. You're not wrong, but... For those that are new. They walk around with like the EMF readers. Yeah, and get. And they take the with, the photos and the heat sensors. Is and, that what those are called? The, I was going to call it. The, I was going to call it the PVC readers, like PVC pipes. <laughs> no, EMF, electromagnetic field. EVP. Uh, electric voice phenomena. Or, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of when they record the voices. That's mm-hmm. an EVP. Those Y'all want a good fucking night by yourself. If you're in the house and you're like looking to be scared, get yourself in the dark and listen to some of those EVP recordings on YouTube and you will scare the shit out of yourself. I did that one night for a couple well, hours. And the one we had last week that Caroline did was fucking terrifying. Oh my God, it was so scary. You texted me and you were like, why? Why, why did you put that in there? <laughs> I hate shit like that. So yeah. Caroline, I get it. Why you were like, lock the door. Lock the door. Lock the door. Okay, I'm sorry. I was in a... Okay. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, paranormal investigators. Um, they also are, um, some of the most famous paranormal investigators and they've authored lots of books on prominent cases of hauntings. And that's kind of what we're going to get into as well. Which uh, have been made into big blockbuster movies lately. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And a couple of just fun facts. Um... Ed Warren was a World War II Navy veteran and a former police officer, and he he they he self-taught and self-professed demonologist. Right. So like, there's no like degree for that shit. He was. It's just kind of one of those things that you can be like, it me. Like, yeah. It's like, well, that's what they did in the West Memphis Three. Mm-hmm. Where they try they brought a I demonologist went- in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god it's been a long time it's been a long it's you, been a while it's been a while for both of those i'll tell you what it's been a while for stained and the west memphis three i'm gonna walk out of this room <laughs> um oh yeah, yeah they brought in a demonology and he literally got his degree by going to like a two-hour course yeah and exactly. he's a, a, a demonologist expert or whatever well, but we're going to get into the We're f- going to get into that. Yeah. Um, and Lorraine is, well, she professes to be a clairvoyant and a light trance medium who, um, and then they obviously work together. Yeah, they were a team. They were a team. So um, if you're, I actually didn't know a whole lot about clairvoyancy, but clairvoyant is just French for clear vision. Well, yeah. Well, clairvoyant means you can um, extrasensory perception. Well, and you like know things about. It's like almost like a medium. Yeah, but it's like it's it's different than a psychic. It's like you can touch someone yes. and know their story. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't understand the difference between a psychic and a clairvoyant. I think a psychic can predict the future. A clairvoyant just knows your brain. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clairvoyancy is considered to be like a pseudoscience yeah but i still think it's dope um so in 1952 the year my dad was born Mm -hmm. uh the warrens founded the new england society for psychic research that was a while ago Mm -hmm. that was a long time ago wow this like i feel like there'd be a lot more skeptics then but i actually think there's more skeptics now than there were then definitely because now there's a lot more science and back then this whole spiritualism thing was still it was only 50 years out. Right. Um, so it is actually the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Oh, I don't mm. think that says much. Well, New England's got all the fucking hauntings, dude. They do because they're the OG. Yeah. That's where America started. America. Uh, speaking of, we're coming up on um, Indigenous Peoples Day. We sure are. So on Monday. We are not. When this is going to f- drop. Yeah. Cool. So happy Indigenous Peoples Day. 
And that's that. That is that. That is that. It's the only name for that day. Yes, it is. Um, so they claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases during their career. But they openly say that a lot of the cases they investigated, they could explain with like everyday common with reason. With reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and only like a handful were actual demons, hauntings, and poltergeist and yeah. demonic activities. You want to talk about the most famous? Well, actually, yeah, the most famous one that you that people pr- probably know about are Annabelle the doll. Yeah, the Amityville Horror, which we've already covered. Mm-hmm. Um, the Conjuring, the Conjuring, um, the Conjuring Two, which they actually really had nothing to do with. Right, and then um, the Enfield Poltergeist. That's The Conjuring Two. Got it. And then, um, so what are the we we kind of want to talk about the ones that are a little bit less known today, mm-hmm. um, just so we keep it fresh, keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh. So, do you want to start? I'm gonna start with the um, the Perone family, um, which was that with the Conjuring one was based off of. Do you want to start with the like the one that I know nothing about? The Smurl family. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so I am getting this from helistar.com. I have never heard of it before. I like it. Um, this is just a little blip. So since 2014, the release date of The Conjuring, the paranormal investigations of the famous couple known as the Warren family have been brought to light. Although us OGs know from Paranormal State. Oh my god. Do you remember that show? Yes, I do. I fucking love that show. It was legit. It was not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually fun. I meant that in a like It was good. It was good. <laughs> no, it was um, it was the opposite of legit. Yes, it was very, very much fake. Yeah. Um I always wanted to know, because in the intro, the main guy always talks about my experience with the paranormal as a child horrified me. And he never talked about what it was. No, because he's a loser. <laughs> he was a big loser. He was a big loser. He was a big old loser. Sorry, Penn State. <laughs> you got a lot of bad shit going on in your house. Um, so. <clears throat> Did you see what sweatshirt I'm wearing? Yeah, I bought that for you. I know. She's wearing her Hawkins Middle School from... You know, stranger things. stranger things. I wore it to school today, and like one kid was like, "Wait, Stranger Things," and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" And then I high fived him. You didn't say fuck yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, one of the most mystical cases Ooh. in spiritist and demonic stories. What is is spiritist a word? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess so. I guess it is today. Yeah. Helly Star. Um, is can this- you start calling me Helly? I, I already do because of your Instagram handle. I know. I, I always say give him helly. Um, but sure, why not? I mean, I've already started calling you by one other name. It's fine. Uh, Robert Curran's book, The Haunted, is devoted entirely to the story, as well as a TV movie, The Haunted House, mm. by Robert Mendel. And this is the Smurl family poltergeist smurl smurl like smurf but with an l okay smurl <laughs> smurl okay and they have the best 80s oh my god hair. It's so good oh but it's it's the 70s it, it's like these blown out oh my god i will post a picture it's They're so good so good okay so the smurls claimed that beginning in 1974 their double block home located at 328 Chase Street in the city of West Pittison, Pennsylvania, was disturbed by a demon that caused loud noises and bad odors, threw their dog into a wall. Oh, no. Shook their mattress, pushed one of their daughters down a flight of stairs, and physically and sexually assaulted Jack on several occasions. Oh no. That sounds like what's that house we did? The Pam house or yeah. something like a long time ago? Sounds like fucking Anna Nicole. Wasn't Anna Nicole the one that said she was getting banged by a ghost? 
Right? I don't remember. So Towards the end uh, of her yeah, life. There was a fa- oh my God, please don't rip me to shreds if it wasn't Anna Nicole. But there was a celebrity who towards the end of losing it or whatever on the bender was talking about getting banged by a ghost. And I'm, Anna Nicole Smith had sex with a ghost, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, in 1986. Okay, so it is. Yeah. But they said it started in 74. So they put up with this for a long time. Jesus. So in 1986, the family brought in a pair of demonologists, Ed and Lorraine Warren. My question to you is, and I won't interrupt you after this. (laughs) My question to you is, because these things were happening so long ago, how do you find them? Like newspaper, like ads... Just word of mouth? Yeah. Okay. And, well, I'm sure... You can't Google it. You can't Google it. Phone books. People yeah, relied on their true. phone books or, like, universities. Mm-hmm. I know that they worked at a university. Mm-hmm. They did lectures mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay. Um. So, according to Ed Warren, the demon that inhabited the Smurl's home was very powerful in that it shook mirrors and furniture after they tried to persuade it to leave by playing religious music and praying. Oh, can we just say that Ed and Lorraine Warren are real, real religious? Yeah, they really are. Which is interesting. Considering. Yeah. 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 Considering they believe in all this. Yeah. But it may, the way they do it makes sense that yeah. it's religious. Because they it do holy water. For, they they do. make sense for demons, but just like regular old ghosts? I don't know. I don't think they deal with regular old ghosts. I think they're just like, we cast you out. That's like, true. please move on. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. they only come in, they, they're demonologists. Mm-hmm. So they deal with the demonic. S- the stinky meat rotting the ones. S- the stinky ones. <laughs> the stank houses. They do. Okay, so Warren claimed that he felt a drop in temperature and saw a dark mass form in the home and the demon once left a message on the mirror telling him to get out original ghost (laughs) real original after months of investigation warren alleged that he had a number of audio tapes containing knocking and rapping caused by the demon Mm. audio tapes Mm. Mm. sounds fishy sounds like you had someone hey lorraine yeah knock now right quick Professor Paul Kurtz of State University of New York at Buffalo and then chairman of the Committee for Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. That is what it's called. Oh, my God. Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. How do we get on it? (laughs) What's the acronym? He said that the warrants were not objective, independent, or impartial investigators, and characterize the Smurls' claims as a hoax, a charade, and a ghost story. Charade. But we like ghost stories, yeah. so. Okay, so I want to know more about the ghost story. Yeah, dude. So this is called The Nightmare on Chase Street, the Smurl family haunting from thelineup.com. Y'all, Smurl. There are a lot of ads on this page. <laughs> it's kind of hard to navigate. Yeah. Uh, like Ranker. <laughs> Um, so yes, from 1974 to 1987, the Smurls claimed that they were at the mercy of ghosts. Their story involves journalists, demonologists, and the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, wow. It caught the attention. I, I bet they had an exorcism or something. Yeah. Um, Isn't it, it such bullshit that they have to, like, approve an exorcism? Yeah. But, th- I mean. I get it, but, like. Yeah. It's always too late. I feel like it could all be, just be super dangerous, mm-hmm. like, if it's not thoroughly vetted. I know. Like, people die. Who was that one? The girl who had schizophrenia? The one that I was obsessed with? Yeah. Um, I'll think of it. I'll yeah. think of it. It caught the attention of the media, which resulted in several published articles, a book, a TV movie, and attracted the Warrens. Mm-hmm. So this is the Smurl story. Okay. After flood damage after a hurricane um, forced them from their Wilkes Bar home in Pennsylvania, uh, Janet and Jack Smurl, along with their young daughters and Jack's parents, moved into a Chase Street duplex in West Pittston, Pennsylvania. It was a bit of a fixer-upper, and they put their efforts into repainting, retooling, and repairs. It was at this time that eerie activity began. That's when it happens when you start making changes to the house. Mm-hmm. They're like, no. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or when things like get stressful or. Yeah, yeah. 
initially, the episodes were benign. Tools went missing, then reappeared. Old wall stains seeped through fresh coats of paint. Mm. Then the kitchen appliances caught fire. Oh, who watches This Is Us? Um, I don't, but that's, uh, that's a jump. <laughs> yeah, first, at first, uh, tools were going missing. Shit started catching on fire. Like that- Even though they were unplugged. Oh, shit. And awful odors overwhelmed the house, yeah. only to disperse moments later. So it would just hit you. Rotten meat. And then dissipate. Remember when we thought we had a demon because I had a bag of rotting meat in the corner of my <laughs> house? You need to tell that story. I feel like you I've told to, it. Did you tell I it? I feel like I've told it. Y'all let us know because I'm pretty sure I told it about the time I had a barbecue and one of my friends left a bag of fucking meat because they got too drunk to grill and we didn't find it for a month and a half and we thought we had a no, demon. No, it was not a month and a half. It was like a week and a half because if it were a month and a half, was it? No, that it would was have definitely been... a co- It was at least three weeks. It was at least three weeks and we'd smell it. It was it a would, full chicken. It was... <laughs> It was a full chicken. And she had, like, tucked it behind the fridge. Why would she do that? I don't know. Gasser. <laughs> anyway, we thought it was a demon. Turned out <laughs> it was a full fucking chicken. It was just a rotting chicken. It was chicken. a bag of rotting meat. <laughs> I still remember when you called and told me that, how hard I laughed. That was amazing. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Still. The Smurl family soldiered on. Mm-hmm. Jack was promoted at his job mm-hmm. and doubled as his daughter's softball team coach. Mm-hmm. Janet became pregnant and helped organize an anti-drunk driving group at the local high school. Wow. Oh. They are really stand-up people. They were doing it. With great hair. The girls excelled in their studies and the in-laws were happy. But like all good ghost stories, their luck was about to change. And I like that they say, like, all good ghost stories. Like, it's about to get bad. It's about to go down. (laughs) Um, So soon, the Smurls were struggling to make ends meet. Mary, Jack's mother, suffered a heart attack. Hmm. The ghostly visits, meanwhile, intensified. Mary and Janet claimed to have perceived voices that sounded like one another. Ooh, how creepy would that be? Like, you'd hear my voice in another room? Mm, I don't, well, yeah, no, not into that. (laughs) Um, Janet thought she heard her mother-in-law calling her name, while Mary thought she heard Janet and Jack in the throes of an argument laden with expletives. That's so weird, it's so, that... Ominous black masses formed and floated through the home. Oh, shit. Just casual. Casual. Janet said she was visited in the dead of night by a malevolent force that molested her in her sleep. This is, this is the one, this is the one. I always am thinking about the ones where people get, are getting penetrated what by ghosts. What the fuck? Yeah, it, it gets disproved. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, like, I mean, or like, people are just fucking nightmares as ghosts as mm-hmm. well. Like, they were terrible as people and they're still terrible as ghosts. Yeah. Okay, so then Jack joined the club. Whoever wrote this is a real sassy voice. (laughs) Um, Laying in bed with Janet, he heard someone whispering. A young woman, it seemed. When he turned to face his wife, he watched the shadowy figure run up her leg. Oh, shit. After that night, life in the Smurl house grew even darker. Literally. <laughs> a light fixture fell from the ceiling. <laughs> they didn't say literally, but it was, <laughs> you know. Pun. Turn of phrase. Pun. And it cut one of the daughters on impact. Oh, Ooh. Sh- the family dog was thrown against the wall. I'm sorry. That it's is terrible. the most upsetting. This is terrible. Janet said she was picked up by an, invis- an invisible presence dangling some six feet in the air and then tossed across the room. Jeez. Jack claimed a succubus entered the living room and raped him while a baseball game played on the TV. Succubus. Trigger warning. Succubus. Post, post-date trigger warning, sorry. Even neighbors reported hearing screams from the house while the family was out. Whoa. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, terrified, the Smurls contacted self-taught demonologist duo, the Warrens. Ed and Lorraine Warren. After inspecting the house, Lorraine Warren, a clairvoyant with several well-known paranormal investigations under her belt, 
concluded that the Smurls shared their home with four spirits. Whoa. A harmless elderly woman, a young and possibly violent girl, a man who suffered and died in the home, and a demon that used the other three spirits as conduits to torture the family. Holy shit. That's actually really super badass. It is. It's also a lot to take in. Right. Like, I'm sorry. You have three ghosts plus a demon who's using them as pawns. But it makes sense with all the different things that have happened. Like, It does make sense, but it's still scary. It's like 13 ghost shit. Love that movie. Yeah. Don't watch it. Forever. Don't watch it ever again. Never. It, It will stay perfect in my mind. It really will. I posted a picture of it. Girl! <laughs> what was it, it was an ad. Um, so group prayer ses- sessions and exorcisms were conducted, yet the attacks continued. So the Smurls took their story public in hopes that someone might hear their plight and, and know how to help. But the family got more than they bargained for, and the press latched on... And like a mis- malicious spirit, refused to leave. I'm sure. So oddballs camped out in front of their house. Cameras flashed and reporters flooded their lawn. Cars of onlookers cruised by hoping to catch a glimpse of something from another dimension. Mm. The Smurl family found themselves at the center of a media circus. That's the last thing uh, like, you need. It's stress on top of stress on top of stress. Which is only going to make things worse. And even if like, I don't know. I don't think, yeah. yeah. So, representatives from the Roman Catholic Church in Scranton were uncertain as to what might be causing the activity. Multiple priests visited the Smurls to bless their home. They reportedly encountered no harmful activity hmm. while on the property. In 1986, the, an area priest actually moved into the household with them. Oh, wow. Hoping to witness the demonic forces firsthand, mm-hmm. but nothing happened. After two nights without issue, he left. What the fuck? That same year, the Smurls expressed exhaustion over the ex- incessant media scrutiny. In 1987, the family packed up and left their Chase Street duplex. Supernatural phenomena reportedly followed them to their new home until a church-sanctioned exorcism Oh, wow. So they did get one. Damn. Uh, in 1989, cleared the house of its activity. Since then, experts, priests, television producers, and journalists have all scrutinized the Smurl story, including journalist Robert Curran and the Warrens themselves. Oh. Who chronicled... Oh. so But they just covered it. They didn't... Um, it. So they uh, chronicled the Smurl case in The Haunted, One Family's Nightmare. That's the name of the book. Okay. Many reviewers regarded the book as one-sided, echoing skeptics who saw rational explanations behind the otherworldly claims of the Smurl family. The subsequent owners of the Chase Street duplex said nothing unusual has ever happened. Hmm. Um, were the experiences legitimate or were they a fabrication? Only the Smurls truly know. Still, whether a spiritualist or skeptic, one can't deny the strangeness of this tale, which is true. I want to know. I've never heard of this one. I I knew that there was one where people were getting penetrated. That is a rough. Uh, I think, and so I have heard um, in cases like this, like poltergeist and possession cases, mm-hmm. when women are coming of age, that's when. Things start amping up. Mm-hmm. So they had a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe she was flowering. Yeah, that's And it true. made things worse. But it happened for 10 fucking years. Right. Well, I also, I thought, I mean, obviously, what the fuck? There's, it's a million different things. But it also can tend to happen when there's like high stress or there's like one person in the family that's experiencing high stress or is kind of like depleted in some way Mm -hmm. like or having a hard time whatever especially where there's like a big change you said like there's like changes and yeah because they take on the most vulnerable right the demons take on the most vulnerable so ed and lorraine like they never back down from the claim that it 
the house was possessed and oh okay these, yeah they never backed down from any they have never admitted that anything was false right but this in this case they couldn't get rid of they obviously right couldn't they couldn't get, rid, get of rid of it they had the church sanctioned an exorcism okay and then yeah because i guess ed and lorraine warren have only been a part of they actually were a part of an exorcism in the one that i'm gonna do yeah well that's what they do like even in the conjuring movies Right, but th- but they don't they, aren't they? Isn't it all like it's supposed to be a priest? I, yeah, and then it ends up being Ed. Yeah, sorry, Ed, you're an old cop. You're in. <laughs> Let's go. Do you remember Ghost Hunters, the show? Ghost Hunters. During the day, they were plumbers. Seriously, they had like a roto rooting company. That's amazing. They were pl- like legitimate plumbers, and then at and night then they-, they were ghost plumbers. Plunge in the ghosts. And then they would always have, like, one hot goth girl. Yes. Who, like, was like, let me come. Which is, would have been me. Yeah. Would have been you. I'll do it. I'm in. I'm wearing gloves with no fingers. (laughs) I cut them off my $1 Walgreens gloves. I still do that. Same. Um, Just the thumb, though, for my phone. Christ. Okay, well, that moves us into... The next haunting, which is the Perone family. Um, and the Perone family is the one that the original Conjuring is based off of. Which, which I just watched today. And I watch it a couple times a year. There's totally mixed reviews on the Conjuring movies. I don't, whether or not you fucking believe Ed and Lorraine Warren were actual demonologists, I don't give a shit. Those movies are dope. They're great, scary movies. They're great. They're solid. I, we still haven't seen The Nun. I still didn't go back and watch no, it. No, me either. They're solid. Both of them you can watch through and you feel satisfied after watching them. Right. There's nothing, like, Grace and I watch too many D-list horror films for fun, which is, like, fine, mm-hmm. but... There's nothing better. There's nothing better than feeling like satisfied after a it's, good horror it's movie. It's like the, once you've watched as many terrible horror movies as we have, there's something to be said about production value. There is. Like they put a lot of money into that movie. They did. and they had good actors, and you can tell. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so this is the actual true story of the Conjuring, um, the Perone family. Um, the Enfield haunt. The Enfield haunting is the um, family in England. The, in England, with the Conjuring too. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, this happened in January 1971, and the Perone family moved into a 14-room farmhouse, and this was in Harrisville, Rhode Island. And they were. Um, it was Caroline and Roger were the parents, and they had five daughters. Rhode Island. I've always wanted to visit. I know. I've, I've I've been to everywhere on the East Coast, but I was real little. Yeah. I wish I would do it as an adult, like a like a New England road trip. I think mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Um, so um, it was almost immediately after they moved in that they started noticing things happening. Um, and just like yours, it started small. Mm-hmm. So Caroline would notice a broom missing mm-hmm. and like things out of their place. And then she would hear, so she said the next thing she heard was the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen. She heard that a lot and nobody was there. Um, she'd find, this is really funny to me for some reason, <laughs> but she would find after she had like swept, she'd find little piles of dirt in the kitchen. Aww. After she had like just cleaned. Like, bitch! <laughs> like someone would just come in and be like, here you go. And like put more dirt. I'd be like, Um, But then soon after that, the girls started to notice spirits around the house. And they said, though, for the most part, they were harmless. But then a few started to get angry. Mm. Um, So Caroline, being the badass bitch she is, was like, I'm going to research this house. And she found some shit. So she researched <laughs> she researched the home and she discovered that it had been in the same family previously in the same family for eight generations and that many of them died under mysterious and horrible circumstances. Right. Um, several of the children had drowned in the nearby creek. Mm-hmm. Um, one was murdered and a few people hanged themselves in the attic. So that those are all true. It's true. Wow. It's Except true. The, there's in the movie is the cellar. Yes. Yeah, it's true. This shit's it's yeah, there's some man. truth to it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
There, like, there's so many articles that are like, the truth behind The Conjuring is actually scarier than the movie. Yeah. I mean, it is. Even if, even if all the haunting stuff isn't true, like, this shit's, like, the people killing themselves and the kids drowning, like, there's record of that shit. Um, so the spirit that was depicted in the film was Bathsheba. Um, and she was the worst of them all, supposedly, mm-hmm. um, out of all these spirits. Um,. <laughs> So the daughter, Andrea Perone, is quoted saying, whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be a mistress of the house and she resented the competition my mother posed for that position. Right. So she was an angry mom. That seems to be a theme. Mm -hmm. Like female spirits, like... Getting pissy. Getting pissy and being like, this is my home. Mm -hmm. Um, that, That happened in the other house that we did too. She tried to take the husband. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Cut it. Um, cut, cut, cut. So it it turns out that there actually was a real person named Bathsheba. Sure. Yeah. Beth- I, I posted her gravestone. Yeah. Um, her name was Bathsheba Sherman, and she did live on the Perrone's property in the mid-1800s. Um, the thing about Bathsheba is she was a real person. The skeptics say that, like... I'll get into it. So yeah. what What the people who believe that she was a demon or whatever, all this stuff, she was rumored to be a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Um, there was evidence that she had been involved of involved in the death of the neighbor's kid. Oh, like she killed someone else's kid. Maybe. I it, thought she threw her own kid into the fire. That too. So this says um, no trial ever took place about the um, the child's death. Um, she did have kids and they did die, but... And people say that, he, but it wasn't uncommon that kids died. In, back, yeah, yes. back in the day. So um, people say she killed her kids, she drowned them, but there's no evidence of that. But there is evidence that her kids are dead, that yeah. her kids passed away, I should say. Yeah. Um, but again. I was like, are you just going to gloss over that? I'm just gonna, <laughs> um, Her kids, she did have kids and they did die. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, what? <laughs> uh, no, it just wasn't uncommon for kids to die back then. You know, like, uh, what? A- Angela's ashes. Polio. I think that was... <laughs> it's always polio! <laughs> the way she said it was just like, mm. polio. <laughs> I think polio was way later. Right? No, it was about that. Well, oh, uh, yeah, if we're talking about 1800s, you were... <laughs> Ellie is stretching right now. She is doing a middle splits. <laughs> Like, and I'm still working, multitasking. Okay, um, the Peruans believe that it was Bathsheba's. Oh, 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 oh. She was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in um, downtown Harrisville. Baptist, interesting. Mm-hmm. Those are the speaking in tongues. Exactly. Um, so the Perones believe that it was her spirit that was tormenting them. Um, according to Andrea, the daughter, the family experienced other spirits as well. And they also had the beds moving, mm. rising off the floor, things smelling like a bag of rotting meat. Um, she... Which you are very familiar I'm with. I'm very familiar with. I'm very familiar with demons <laughs> and flies on my walls. Ooh, whatever happened about that? I, I It happens sometimes. So. Still? Yeah. Uh, um, she said that her, her dad would go in the basement and uh, feel like cold sinking feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, equipment would um, often mysteriously fail in their house, things like that. So yeah. um, they always stayed away from the basement, but Roger would go down there because things would fail, like the the heat and the furnace and things yeah. like that. So we'd have to go fix it and he would always be scared when he went down there. So anyway, um, the family lived in the house for 10 years. Um, Whoa! Mm-hmm, they lived there for 10 years and actually, doesn't say this in the movie, but the Warrens actually made a bunch of trips there. Well, to- I'd imagine, like, it's kind like, of inferred yeah. in the movie just because it's fresh in my mind. Like, they went back and forth between That's their true. house. But they made, like, over the years. Oh, I'm like, shit. Yeah, like, over the years, they made multiple trips over there. So it said at one point, Lorraine conducted a seance to attempt to contact the spirits. Um, during the seance, that's when Caroline Perone became possessed, speaking in tons and rising from a chair from the ground. That's what they claim. That's what the Warrens claim happened. Whoa. Um, so that's, I, does Lorraine have anything to do with 
um, the movie, like the production of the yeah, movie. Yeah, she was on set. She was? She was on set. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so um, Andrea, the daughter, claims to have witnessed this. So they didn't have any of the girls when, where this happened. They like hid them from it. But Andrea, the daughter, claims she's like, no, I saw that shit. Whoa. So that might give it a little more credibility. She said she secretly witnessed it. She said, quote, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak in a language not of this world and in a voice that was not her own. I swear her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. Whoa. Yeah. So um, through the, the movie version, the events culminate with Ed performing an exorcism rather than a seance. Right. Yeah. Um, Lorraine insists that she and her husband would never attempt an exorcism. Mm-hmm. So that actually answers our question. Good. She's saying she would never perform an exorcism. This was just a seance. So mm-hmm. there you go. Got it. After the seance, Roger kicked the Warrens out, worried about his wife's mental stability. And according to Andrea, the family continued to live in the house due to financial instability. Right. The money's tied up in the house. It's always tied up in the house. It's always What can house. we do? We're cash poor. We bought all the house. We bought all the houses on the block. We're all haunted. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... Um, they were, um, they were able to move in 1980, and then when they moved, they it didn't. It stopped. It stopped, yeah. Okay. So that was that. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren went and performed the seance, that they weren't this, that, and the other, like, there is truth to this story that... Sure. No, I fully believe that they went. Y- no, I fully yeah. believe that they were there and they performed it. It's just... The way that they capitalized on it yeah. is real fucked up. I agree. I agree. But I think, yeah, Bathsheba, man, a bad bitch. Okay, so let me let me read. This is a, a Ranker article about uh, every time Ed and Lorraine more and more exposed as total frauds. Okay, love it. <laughs> love it. Um, so the Perone family case. The case was the basis, obviously, for the 2013 film The Conjuring, though the Annabelle doll was related to a separate case. Mm-hmm. And well, they tied it into the same movie. Yeah, and but and that's how people were like, ooh, Annabelle, make us an Annabelle movie. Which and it sucked, sucked ass, ass yeah. So bad. <laughs> sucked ass. We sucked ass. It actually just came up on my time hop. We just saw that four years ago. Oh my god. Like, Annabelle? Two days ago. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so while certain, that's when we climbed the parking structure and Katie Ferguson was like, oh my God, what the fuck what? is wrong? With, what is wrong with you guys? We were like, what? We were like, I don't want to walk all the way around. Grace and I used to scale walls back when we were, we were. <laughs> we were young and nimble. Yes. <laughs> now I'm like, I can't do a push up. I'm like, do we really need to leave? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So like you said, while certain events, uh, events depicted in the film were exaggerated, for the purposes of, of spectacle, Lorraine Warren and one of the daughters, Andrea Perone, both insist that it was mostly accurate to real life events. Mm-hmm. Problem is, outside sources insist otherwise and have a fair amount of evidence to back up their claims. Oh, shit. Okay. Primarily, the current owner of the supposedly haunted slash possessed house, Norma Sutcliffe, researched the history of her home and discovered that there were many factual errors presented as truth by the Perone family. Uh, She also sued Warner Brothers due due to an influx of trespassers on her property. Oh. God, you always, you have to think about that. Like, Don't buy the fucking house then. Well, she, she didn't know they were going to make a movie. Yeah, but if, I'm sorry. If they're like, there was some shit that went down she, here. Maybe she didn't know to the extent. That's true. Maybe okay, the realtor so, was like, it's all good. Like an American Horror Story. Exactly. Uh, Sutcliffe and journalist Kent Spotswood produced a video detailing her research which alleges, among other things, that the witch Bathsheba featured in the film was nothing, was anything but, and that any satanic worship, infant sacrifices, or general witchery was pure fabrication. Sutcliffe and Spotswood's evidence. That would be I the great name. That would be a great name. Detectives. <laughs> Detectives. Detectives are a law firm. Well, yeah. What are they? So, um... Uh, uh, Sutcliffe and Spotswood. Oh my god, I can't. Let's be them for Halloween. <laughs> Their evidence is further detailed by Andy Smith in an article for the Providence Journal, and it is corroborated by Jamie Rubio on the invested, 
investigative blog, Dreaming Casually, which does not sound credible to no. me. <laughs> Much like the Lutzes from the, the Amityville house, um, the Perone family, alongside the Warrens, of course, always maintained the veracity of their claims, and perhaps they truly encountered something unexplainable that terrified them. It should be clear, however, that at least some of the backstory surrounding their haunting is made up. So this one isn't that bad. No, that's not that bad. I think it... I think it like I said, I think it has to do with Bathsheba. Uh-huh. I I don't think she was necessarily... I think she was just an, a woman and had bad luck with her kids. Right. So Amityville is obviously the most famous um, case for the Warrens and one of the most famous case, ghost, murdery, whatever. It's famous as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Stephen King predicted in his book Dance Macabre, the Amityville narrative has become a kind of campfire ghost tale Mm -hmm. um effective as a spine tingler but it's fabricated yeah um here are the facts in 1974 in the amityville neighborhood in long island blah blah blah, we know what happened ronnie defeo murdered his whole family said um claimed that he was demonic they possessed him yada yada right right um so the Lutzes are the ones who interacted with the Warrens. Exactly. So there are countless articles revealing the Lutzes haunting as more fiction than fact, including statements made by Ronald DeFeo's lawyer, William Weber, who claimed that he, Kathy, and George Lutz, who were the people that lived in the house after all the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the murdery shit went down. Um, he said that they sat around, they drank four bottles of wine one evening, and they had a creative writing session about what this kind of thing would look like as a horror book. Um, so I don't necessarily doubt that they thought that there was some like haunting things happening, but they basically were like, let's, let's really fabricate this shit. Let's, let's turn this shit into a documentary called My Amneville Horror. Yeah, let's make some money let's off make this some, murder. Yeah, let's capitalize off this shit in which they really expand upon the lore. Um, so it says perhaps some things did happen to the family, but they, they definitely... Yeah. They definitely we'll never know. It. Right. And that's when the Warrens come in. Right. They participated in a psychic slumber party some two months after the Lutzes abandoned their new home in the middle of the night, followed by a camera crew from the local news affiliate. Lorraine sensed great malevolence in the house and insisted it was infested with demonic entities. A photograph was allegedly capturing one such entity, though it was likely just one of the crew members. And that's on our Instagram. It's the one of the little boy. Yeah. Um, This TV appearance catapulted the Warrens as experts in the field of paranormal research, despite the fact that there was literally no evidence anywhere that the house was haunted nor infested with demons. And they literally had no real evidence for any prior cases to this either. But this is the one that catapulted them into it. Um, and so the, the final debunking that we're going to cover is the Smurl haunting. Smurl. That, uh, family with the beautiful hair. <clears throat> the family of the Smurls in West, West Pitson swear their story is true despite numerous investigations and accounts to indicate otherwise. Um, the events in this, uh, we already talked about the events that mm-hmm. happened. Um, so Paul Kurtz... A philosophy professor at the State of University of New York, Buffalo, drew connections between the Smurls and the Lutzes around the same mm. time the story, with the full backing from the Warrens, of course, was exploding in the media. So it was kind of piggybacking mm-hmm. on Amityville. Like, let's keep that and going. it just so happened that Ed and Lorraine Warren were the ones who proved that both of these hauntings happened. Right. Um, so it just kind of sounds like there's families that feel like there's a presence and then they come in and they just make it they explode. blow it up. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, there's five ghosts in here. And, and they're like, what? And they're raping you. And so, of course, they believe it. Right. Like, Why wouldn't you if you yeah. truly believe that so they're... So they're going to corroborate, like, the Warrens' story because mm-hmm. they... The we the Warrens are experts and they know better. And you make some money in the meantime. <clears throat> Yeah. So. yeah. Well, they made millions on books. Yeah. And these movies now. Oh, yeah. Um, so they have no credentials in the scientific or parapsychological communities. Okay. 
and he further added that there is no explanation for this Merle house, but I wouldn't simply assume it is a haunting. It seems to us that a great to-do has been made about it, and we wonder if it's like the Amityville Horror Hoax, which was based on imagination rather than an actual haunting. Mm -hmm. So this guy believes that hauntings exist. He just believes that Ed and Lorraine Warren produced them. Right. Like TV shows. Yes. And million dollar movies. I, dude, but can we just, whatever the fuck you think about them, can we just take a minute? I, I want to go, they have a museum. Oh, of their stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I want to go, oh, so bad. Isn't it's it called, in their house? Mm-hmm, it's called the Warren's Occult Museum and it's straight up in their fucking Where house. Where is it? It is in Connecticut. Connecticut. Right? It is in Monroe, Connecticut. Conne- That's how I always know how to spell Connecticut. And, um, yeah, like Wednesday. You can't yeah. do it without it. Right. In um, February. Oh, no. The Occult Museum is closed due to zoning regulations. We're, so we're currently seeking a new location for the museum. Oh, yeah, because it's a residential area. A bummer, because it's probably really big and they probably have people coming all no, the time. No, it's probably just their garage and there's people lining up down yeah. the street. So it's cool. If you want to see their um, website, they have like everything. on. They've got a bunch of videos and stuff. Yeah. One of the biggest things is that the Annabelle doll is just a raggedy Ann doll. It's not scary at all. At all. No. And it's just chilling in the glass thing that says positively do not open. (laughs) Is that what it says? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, they recreated that room pretty well in the movies. Totally. That was like my favorite part of the movies. Yeah. Them going into the house. I loved. Yeah. That like thing where they see Rory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, um, one thing I didn't realize, just talking about the movies, the music box was in both movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. That was the one part of the the Conjuring two that I didn't like. So I didn't mind the Crooked Man or whatever. But when they when he like manifested, yeah, I thought that was the one. So stupid. Didn't love it. Do need to see the Nun? Although I the thing is, the Nun in the Conjuring two was so good. What's it, Valak or whatever? Yeah, Valak is a real like demon from hell. I know. Um, but I I was so stoked to see it, but then when I kind of saw the trailer and kind of heard the plot of it, I really truly feel like they didn't have enough to stand on its own and it was just dope in the movie. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ed Lorraine Warren. Yeah, you decide. I'm kind of up and down with them because I, I don't know, I would come home from school and watch Paranormal State like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, it's like set in my mind, she just seems so genuine. I agree. I, th- I really think, I think, first of all, I don't really give a shit. Because yeah. I like the movies. I don't really give a shit if they're real. I love hauntings. You and I, like, yeah. we're just, we're gonna buy into it anyway. Yeah. I think, I think, yes, she's, they've fabricated for money, whatever. But I also think she truly believes. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the two of them, even though they might have fabricated or whatever, I really think they, tr- at least her. Yeah. I think she really, truly feels she has some ability. And he was like, oh, let's use this. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like, so, yeah. whatever you think. Yeah. It's up to you. Think it. Think it. So, um, what have you been watching lately? You want to know what I watched? Again? Gilmore Girls. No. Oh. Devil's Candy. Oh, yeah. I love that With the guitar? Yeah. Solid. Love that movie. Super solid. I had Grace watch a movie that I just rewatched for the first time. It came out in like 2007 or 2008 or something. And I saw it a couple years ago and I just rewatched it with Emily. And I was like, dude, you got to watch it. It's so good. The Loved Ones. It's an Australian horror film. And the guy, the main kid who's in it is also in a really shitty shark horror movie. Which you love. Which I loved. Um, But it was called like Bait or something. Something (laughs) done like that. But it was good. Yeah, it's a, if it's if you don't like tortury stuff, you're not gonna like it. But it's not that bad. It's not. It's not like saw. No. It's not like no. um. What's the one with the eyeball? Uh, uh, hostile. Yeah. No. 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 And it's like, <laughs> it's not like sexual abuse, scary, tr- like traumatic. It's like, like creepy girlfriend, scary. Creepy girlfriend scary. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. And um, what else have I been watching? 
I tried to watch as much horror as I could just because October you get to. Um, And there's a tab on Netflix. Yes, absolutely. Um, Emily and I started my favorite movie of all time that's not super horror that she's never seen before. And that is Edward Scissorhands. (gasps) And she's never seen it because, as I've said before on this podcast, she was not allowed to watch Right. A lot of anything, like anything that was even slightly scary, witchy or scary, like it just, she was not allowed to watch it. So she, so she hasn't seen a lot of my favorites. And so it's been like Harry Potter. Like it's just been a really amazing experience to get to watch it with her because these are movies we watched as kids. Yeah. And to get to see her watch it now, it's been really cool. And, and Edward Scissorhands is my favorite movie of all time. Really? So it's been, yeah. I so it's been, about you. Yeah. I thought it was Evil Dead. That's my favorite horror movie. Oh, okay. I, I have to categorize, and like yeah. Titanic is my favorite drama, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have to categorize because there's no way for me to take yeah. or whatever. Um, Edward Scissorhands is my favorite fantasy mm-hmm. movie. But yeah, and then um, American Horror Story, Abby. Yes, the witches are here. They're here, they're back, and we are fucking here for it. I am just so excited that it was the whole, like, they were in the whole episode. It was so good. It was, and it finally, like, was connecting the dots. Uh, it, this episode rips. Spoiler so alert. I'm wondering if Queenie and Madison are, like, siding with mm-hmm. Langdon. Mm-hmm. I thought that, too. So we'll see. We shall see. When she, oh, my God. Um, warning, or warning again. Uh, spoiler alert again. When Sarah Paulson passes out at the end, I was just like, yeah! <laughs> like, it's, we are in it. I was, I'm so excited. This, it just, this episode just ripped. It, was it so did. Good. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. So what else have, that's pretty much it. I'm sure that I've watched another horror, like here and there, like a shitty horror film, but what have you been watching other than, I mean, obviously, the obvious American horror theory? <laughs> um, so I also watched uh, The Loved Ones, that movie, the Australian movie. I watched another Australian horror, it's like horror crime mm-hmm. movie called Hounds of Love. Mm. And this is a really fucked up, upsetting, true story that happened in Australia. Mm. This couple abducted a bunch of girls tortured, raped, murdered them. Jesus. And one of them escaped. Oh my god. And led and then, you know, they turned on each other and led them to the bodies mm. or whatever. That reminds um, me of the, what I another movie I watched. I finally yeah. watched Room. Yeah. It's, ugh. Ugh. Um Hounds of Love. So that's it's, really upsetting. Would you recommend it, though? It was really well done. It's like an indie, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, I guess there was a lot of uproar in Australia. They don't want to, like, romanticize or glorify any right, of that. Right, um, uh, On the other side, the lighter side of things, I watched Creeped Out, mm. which is total Goosebumps vibes. I love it. They're calling it like a black mirror for kids. I love it. It's so good. I love it. And I just, I watched the whole season like while I was working because it was like such easy watch. They're little ghost stories. I love an easy watch. Yeah. And they're, and they're not just for kids, obviously. Like, but you can tell like 13 year olds are going to flip out over it. Yeah, totally. Um, I also watched The Haunting of Molly Hartley last night. Oh my god. <laughs> I cannot. And I can't count. Everyone in that show or movie was either in Gossip Girl, yes. 90210, or something else. But they were all those 2008 actresses, yes. you oh know? Oh god. I hated Ugh. that movie. I loved it. It's, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. Well... I suppose, Grace, that brings us to the end. Yeah, I suppose so, it does. Oh, shit. We went to a fucking haunted house. Oh my god, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. You know this. what? I say we do a full haunted house review episode. No, because people don't live here. Uh, so okay. we went to this haunted house that we had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we did, because it just so happens to be its last year. Yeah. And it's in Elgin, Illinois, and it's called Evil Intentions. I would say a 9 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. It was so good. 
It was just on point. Like the masks, like the makeup, the costumes. The jump scares. The jump scare. I was screaming the whole time. Ellie never gets jump scares and they got her a few times. They got me twice. I, I live for haunted houses, but the jump scares, they never get me. I never scream. And this fucking place got me twice. I Mm -hmm. screamed twice, which was... She kept saying it. She was like, twice! It's happened two times! Two times! It, it was good. Grace was just losing her shit the whole time. I screamed the whole time. Yeah. And, and I had, lost it. I don't want to give away what they have. It, like, I, I want to tell about my favorite part, but... A lot of our listeners aren't in the area. That's true. So, oh my God, they had a full... And it was long. Mm-hmm. It was a... It was long. And you only go in, like, two or three at a time. Yeah, they don't, they don't shove people through so, like, the groups catch up to each other. It's a long wait. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And they had a full room that was like a satanic church with like people oh, praying in different God. languages and like. Think of this. Think of oh this. Okay. Remember in Insidious 2 oh. with the black, um, the black bride yes. or whatever and all the dead bodies sitting in those pews. Oh. That's what it was. And then there was someone with the Valak makeup yeah. at the at the front. You knew she was about to move any second. Oh my God. And it was silent. It was so good. It was so scary. It was good. Would recommend if you are in the Chicagoland area, even Wisconsin or Indiana, get your ass there. It's so good. It's worth it. It's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. We are going to check out one called The Gates of Hell pretty soon. Yep. In which they pick you up from the train station on a shuttle and drop you off in the middle of the woods. Yep. And we are, we, this is, these are the two big ones that we've never been to that we really wanted to hit this year. And we'll do this, we'll do Statesville, 13th floor. Um, so yeah, happy Halloween season. Please follow us on Instagram at Google Gang Podcast. Give us, uh, I saw you guys have been giving us reviews. We got like five new reviews That's or whatever. Awesome. But everyone else, go there. Just click, click the star. Yeah, click the stars. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't like us, you know. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Whatevs. But. No protest votes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we love you and. Uh, creep it real. Creep it real. Bye. Bye. It's been a while since I can stand on my own two feet again. It's been a while since I could.